0: hello this is the tribe stories the curated sermons conversations and collections of poetry of the tribe lagos the tribe lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of lagos committed to reaching the next generation with the message of god's love and grace may this refresh and revive you as you listen he says
1: desire it it begins with desire it When Jesus died and Rose, he did not say, "Lo, I've given unto you the keys to the kingdom so that you become the best fashion designer in the world. Take it. No. He says, go and make disciples of nations. Go and teach people how to think the way that heaven thinks. He says, go heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Go and do it. When Jesus was explaining what he died for, he didn't talk about houses or cars. He didn't talk about beauty. He talked about the deeper things and he says, "If these things are manifest to you, then all other things will follow." Jesus said, "Repent. Repent. Change the way you think. Change the way you think because the kingdom of God is now." But if you keep thinking that it's about attending a service, if you keep thinking it's about joining a prayer group, if you keep thinking it's about waiting for Nana to sing and France to play, then you say, ooh, the Spirit of God is in this place and then you walk out of there and go and sleep with somebody that's not your spouse. He said, if you keep thinking it's okay, you will never be able to enter the kingdom. He says, change it. Change it. Just Just decide in your heart. That everything in the Bible becomes your reality. Change the way you think. Because as I tell you about the prophetic, you will not be able to enter it if you keep thinking that, well, these things are not really. What are you talking about? Let me ask you, which is on God? Who is more powerful? Oh, it's a very sincere question. Who is more powerful? Are you sure? Okay, how do you think these people come into the things they come into? We all watch Teen wolves, uh, Vampire something, watch uh, Supernatural, watch all crazy ridiculous stuff where they are showcasing the power of the dark world. They come into it intentionally. You see them stand here, the next thing, they are standing inside somebody's bedroom. The next thing, they are biting someone's neck and drinking their blood. Do you know that we have even much more power than they do? Do you know we actually have the capacity to be beaten? You know, Paul Yonggi Cho, in his church one day, somebody was testifying. And she was saying, you know, Pastor, I just want to thank God. My son was sick, you know. And last night, it had gotten worse and we thought we were going to lose him. And you know, while we're there, 3 a.m. My husband and I were praying, you know, we're just saying our last prayers. And the next day we heard a knock on our door, and we opened, and it was Pastor. Pastor, thank you so much. You know, and Pastor came in, and you know, Pastor said, How is he feeling now? And we said, You know, Pastor, we think this is the end. Pastor walked into the room and prayed with him. And, you know, and he left. And as soon as he left, our son was well. Look at our son. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The judge, everybody bring our white car chief. Yeah. By the time they finished, he took the microphone. He just said, and we just thank God for that powerful miracle, uh, sister. I just want you to know that I never left house last night." He said, "However, at three a.m., I was praying for your son. I question is now who be that?" So who did it? Do you know how much power you carry? It says you are the temple of God. No, hold on. When the presence of God will come down in those days, sometimes the priest, if I used to be so powerful, they always needed to attach a bell to the leg of the priest just in case he died when he went in so that if they did not stop hearing the bell, Shaking, they will know the power of God has slain him, is dead. And he's saying that all that power and even much more that could not be brought down upon a physical building is now resident in you. Excuse me, you can change the economy of a nation from where you are here. He said I was in my house. I didn't step up, but yes, at that time I was praying for your son. See, I have seen crazy things that I don't even say to friends, let alone in churches. I've had ridiculous visions. I told you people about how when I was depressed, how I had a vision of heaven and saw Jesus and I came back completely healed. How do you explain it to a person? No shrink, no psychological nothing, no session. I did was see Jesus, and he didn't say, Now I'm here as Christ, the Son of God, to pull out that spirit of the no. We just had a casual conversation, just talking about different things, asking me why you want to die now. Two of us know if they die for the world. You live, I've died, you know. Just you know, and then I wake up, I'm like. So happy! It's it's just the joy was bubbling. It was like for the first time in two and a half years, I was living again. It was like I had a girl catching up. My mind opened. That was when my ministry started blossoming again. In fact, it now became hard for my team members to catch up. You'll be thinking, "Ah, she has become," you know, "she wants to overdo." It's a lie. Something. My mind was opened again, and I began to see all the plans that God had. How do you explain that? But you see, I told you something that hunger is the key. If you know me well, I'm a hungry woman. You know, but sometimes when you're hungry, you come ready to chop stone sometimes. But you see, I leave that part to God. But I will not starve because I'm afraid. That eh ha. This is, I will see rice me. I go chop her first telephone. Then later I will go drink him. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Just because you are afraid, oh, you know all these things, let me just stay away. Jesus looked at the servant. He said, "You are a wicked and unreasonable servant. So you know that I like profiting." And you did not desire to grow. You did not desire. earnestly spiritual gifts. So you know that I will come back. And you did not take any spiritual risk. How about taking it and saying Lord I'm in your hand. Help me. Save me. I have seen things before that I'm like Jesus Christ. What is this? Hopefully i never chop winch. But you know what? I keep going back to the word. I keep going back to the spirit of God. But I stay hungry for God. And I trust him. And I throw myself by faith into his hands. Trusting that whether I be in this life or in the life to come or underneath the earth, the Lord is my shepherd. He keeps me. If I walk into the valley of the shadow, if I walk into dark territories, he will keep me. If I go and I receive a sermon that is not of God, he will keep me. But I will not stop hungry for God. I will not stop chasing after him. I will never stop desiring spiritual gifts. Jesus said the one that will be great in the kingdom is the one that is like a baby. We are too matured. We are too big. And the worst part is that it's not even experiential knowledge.
0: But Yongicho said, Keneteki said, Banapasi Paul said,
1: TGJX was preaching the other day. Who you, which one you know, which one? We're young. And you take all the experiences and teachings of people and use it to challenge the principles of the word of God. He says, desire any earnestly spiritual gifts, but most especially desire that you should prophesy. And this scripture goes down and it begins to explain prophecy and the spirit of the prophetic. And he talked about, he said, look, speaking in tongues, it's good. He says, but if somebody walked into your midst and cannot understand what you are saying, what is the use of it? He says, say to one another, explain. He said, in fact, prophecy used to be so rampant in the early church that Paul had to put structure. So, wait, first, Stephanie, maybe I prophesy. Lily, calm down. You will give your own prophecy. Wait now, and and, and, now we know you have a word. the early church used to be, everybody, but did they what? Prophecy. Oh, yeah, I yeah, hear the Spirit of God. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's got, So Paul had to say, now, nah, this is how we're going to do it. I know everybody has got a prophetic word, but, you know, you are going to go first, and then the next person will go, and then the next person will go. Paul said, why is this? He said, because prophecy edifies, it strengthens, it encourages. This is the reason for prophecy. Prophecy is not for somebody to come and tell you, I see in your eyes the eye of the scorpion. And I hear the Lord saying, even though there's a rat demon in your family line. Yes, yes, he's taking it up. But after that, you will wrestle with the spider demon. Yes, I see it. I say, oh my God. Somebody pray for this brother. Begin to pray for him. That's not prophecy. Prophecy does what? Edifies It brings comfort. It strengthens. How about I tell him? Oh, I hear the Lord saying that, you know, he's given you such a beautiful spirit. I see the gift of God within you. In the seasons to come, he's about to stir them up. You're just going to shine like a bright star. The oil of God is coming upon your head. Everywhere where you lacked favor, favor is coming all over you. I see Favor. You walk into doors. In fact, you're going to walk through doors. There are no more limitations for you. That's prophecy. What is prophecy? You're just speaking the mind of God for his people. That's all. What is the mind of God? I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. My thoughts towards you are thoughts of good. And not of evil to give you a hope and an expected end. What is prophecy? You are pulling the thoughts of God regarding people. And showing the word, the mind of God to them. That's what it means to prophesy. You are not bringing your own agenda. You are just telling them this is what God thinks about you. And Paul explained this. He said when you prophesy right. an unbeliever walks into your midst. And you tell him the prophetic word of God regarding him. He's just going to fall on his face and begin to worship God. Imagine the first analogy I gave him about the spider, scorpion, lizard demon. Do you think if I give him that word, it's just going to make him say, Father, you are awesome. I just want to come closer to you. He's not going to do that. Even if he draws closer to God, it's in a, Hey, the one who sends fire to deliver me from my demons. But you see, every spiritual gift is rooted and grounded in the love of God. The first test of a prophetic word is love. Everything, every spiritual gift is all about love. Love is the foundation of it all. What is God doing by prophesying? Telling people about his love. There was one of the pastors, and besides if you are not. Following Bethel Church, just try to follow them. They're ridiculously prophetic. And one of the pastors that was talking about how she went on evangelism in South Africa. And there was it. Freddie, can I are we still together? Yeah, please. Sorry. I know I take time, but you know, let's just do this. Um, and she went on evangelism in South Africa and there was just big, like this guy was like the chief rascal of the society. Like she went to where Agbe will stay. And when this guy came out, everybody was like, Pastor, it's time to go, let's run. Because he's like the crazy one. I just like, hey. This is why we are here now. And she walked up to him. And while she was coming, he was reeking of all kinds of drug, alcohol, his face. You could see marks. You could see the warfare on him. And she walked up to him and she said, hey, how are you? Big guy looked at her. And she says, you know, God is speaking to me about you. And he says, I should tell you, you have a good heart. He says, you are a good man. The day he created you, he gave you the heart of gold your heart is a heart of love you care about people you want to grow your family You want, and she began to prophesy this guy began to wail this big ruffian the terrorist of terrorists he just began to cry and he told her he said you know it's true that's who I really used to be but I don't know how I became this man and she says well God is here he remembers you and this guy gave his life to Christ that day. That's how powerful prophecy is. That's how powerful prophecy is. When you are walking in the prophetic, the Lord opens your eyes to help his people. Chris Valatin he talked about when he went for a conference one day, and he was at this conference, and you know, high people in society and he says, next thing, the meeting had finished and they were all gathered in a room, about 500 of them. And he was talking, he was talking to some minister or something for one of those Asian nations. And he said, why well, is he talking to the man, his wife? This beautiful young lady, he said, she was wearing this really short dress, she looked really nice. He said, next day he looked at her and he saw a sword sticking out of her stomach. And he's, he said, the sword was so long and so prominent, he's thinking, am I the only one seeing a sword coming out of this woman's stomach? And this man is explaining the energy budget once one. and next thing he says, um, sorry, I need to, he tells her, um, you have a sword sticking out of your tummy. She's like, A what? He said, A sword, like a really long sword. And the husband's like, What? My wife has what? Now it takes the whole meeting out of what they are talking about. And he says, Yeah, you have a sword sticking out of your stomach. And then he's trying to explain, you know, because this woman really speak good English. And the next thing when they finally understand what he said. And the said, Where, where? And he said, Yeah. And she said, I have been having pains there for so long. I've gone to every top hospital and they've not been able to find what's wrong with me. And he said, Yeah, that's because it's a sword. You know. And she said, he says to her, Okay, um c- can I pull it out? And she's like, Uh I guess so. Like I don't I don't I can't even see there's a sword, so you might as well just pull it out. You know. And he's like, So are you ready? She's like yeah. and next thing he you know, pulls out the sun boom she goes on the floor and everybody's panicking and she, you know and the husband's like call 911 he's like no don't call 911 he's like why he's like it's jesus 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 christ and he's like i don't understand what's this about he's like don't worry she'll come out of it you know such trances you know this is about five minutes i was thinking lord five minutes <laughs>
0: if not they're just gonna bundle me out of here and take me here so And, you know, he said, you
1: know, those five minutes are like five hours. You know, he's like, he's like, don't worry, we see this all the time. You know, she's going to come up real soon. And she goes into a trance. And this lady gets up and she's like, she's first of all disoriented. She's like, the pain is gone. He said, yeah, I took the sword out. You know, and she was healed. And he's walking into the elevator and there's a man in the elevator. He's like, hey, are you the sword guy? (laughs) <laughs> I said, like, uh, I guess so. He's like, yeah. Did you, is there a sword sticking out of my stomach? And he's <laughs> like, no, there's no sword sticking out of your stomach, but I see thorns on your head. He's like, yeah, I've been having migraines for over 12 years. Yeah, I'm just going to take out the thorns. And, you know, he pulls it out, and the man is healed. He walks out of the elevator, everybody's coming? But what do you see? Is there, is there like a, you know, and he begins to take off all kinds of things from people. And what was supposed to be some business um, summit turns into a revival because healing going on his gift at work to save to deliver to manifest and establish the lordship of Jesus you don't need a sermon for that those people don't need anybody to tell them to give their lives to this Jesus Who could see a thorn in on their head. When all the MRIs could not see anything. This is what the prophetic does. It saves. It brings you into a realm. Into the reality. Of the life that God has called you to live. If you know me well. I'm a very natural woman. Very normal. I have issues. I have struggles. I like. I know things. You know, I like to just, I love to have a good laugh. I'm very normal. But you know, I'm also very in tune with God. What I'm telling you is I'm not, I'm not that pastor that comes and tells you crazy things that are not true. I'm not weird. I'm not a weirdo. I'm actually very, I have my head screwed on well. and my grace of God. God has given me pastors over the years who are very, very, you know, they don't try to get into any of this crazy stuff. So I wasn't brought up like that. So I'm not, but I'm telling you what I've come to find out. The Bible says that all these offices were given for the building up of the saints for the work of ministry. This is what prepares you to serve God. These things equip you so prophecy strengthens and edifies. You know, one of the ladies, um, one of the pastors talked about how she had attended a prophetic conference, and you know, they taught them how to prophesy and all of that. And then she goes back, and she and her friends are like, Hey, we need to do a prophetic, you know, conference, and just invite ladies and just prophesy over them. And they're like, Yay, let's do it, you know. And then on that day of the conference, she's like, Oh my god, what did we do? So they have like a room full of ladies, and they realize Jesus. As we only lay the foundation, you know, so they don't know what to do. And her friend takes the microphone and just gives one random prophecy around the rare and give her the mic and say, you know, and so she's standing there in front of all the ladies and she's thinking, I'm finished. Because we called all the ladies together that we're just going to prophesy over there. We are now prophetic and then we don't have prophecies. But she says, while she's standing there, the only thing she sees is a red apple. And she's thinking, Lord, really? Red apple? Best you can do. What am I supposed to do with a red apple? You know, and then she stands and she's thinking, okay, who do I give this red apple prophetic word to? You know, and she sees this young girl, you know, blonde hair. You know, she looks really, really nice. She's like, well, oh, she looks like we like a red apple. You know, she's like, hey, you over there. And the girl comes to she's like, I hear the Lord saying, and everybody's like, oh, waiting for this great prophetic word. I hear the Lord saying, red apples. She said the moment she says it, she realized how foolish yeah, she is. But she's like, you know, I'm just going to say, Lord, red apple. And she says, red apple. And this girl out crying. She's wailing. And she's like, why are you crying? And the girl says, you know, the Lord has been trying to pull me back to himself. And what he tells me all the time as he's trying to draw me out of my state of sin back to him. He keeps telling me, you are the apple of my eyes. And every time he says that, I see a red apple. Now, to the one prophesying, it seemed like foolishness. But that girl, it meant everything to her. What am I saying? Becoming a prophetic people doesn't mean you have highfalutin, the waters of God are flowing through the barriers of the barricade of the, you know, that's that's not what it means. It's just hearing the mind of God. And so, to be prophetic means you have all your senses awake. The way in the physical, a person who cannot smell, cannot see, cannot speak, cannot hear, that person is invalid. Guess what? A lot of us are invalid in the spirit. I ask you, what's the Lord saying? You can't sense anything.
0: Yeah.
1: you be asking me what's it? Is it that you know what the Lord is saying? It's like smoke smelling inside. So I'm saying, hey, can you smell smoke? Uh, uh, Why are you going to ask me? Now you supposed that you get those? I say, what are, you, what are you talking about? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. We are not spiritual invalids. Your senses should be working. The way in the physical you hear, you see, you smell, you that's how, in the spirit, you've got spiritual senses. You should be able to check, sense when an atmosphere in a room is changing. If I say, "Hey France something went wrong during worship. Could you sense it?" It's not a case of hmm, P.I. is trying to talk against my worship. No. I say, "Yeah, P.I. Was it? Was it the time when the drum went bam?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah." Right at that point, it was like something shifted, and even my words became dry. I kind of feel like. Awake spiritually, but you know what? Until I touch a phone, if you give me a phone again, I will never know what a phone feels like until I first held a phone. You have to test it out, you need to try it. And being prophetic doesn't mean you know you first yes, the Lord is saying, Oh, come on, that's just drama. You're just speaking the mind of God. Sensing God. Sensing God. When you walk to me, what do you sense? Do you kind of feel like, P.I., you know, I just feel like God is encouraging you this season. Tell me. When was the last time you gave your pastor a prophetic word? All you talk about is, hmm, I don't know the way we are doing this thing. I think maybe this thing sometimes people should be thinking first before... anti-prophetic community how about being a prophetic community encouraging strengthening building up edifying? when you're worshipping a prophetic worshipper in the midst of it you're pouring the mind of God out for people that's what it means you will never know who you will save God told a young man, when you go for prayer meeting today, a lady is going to walk into the room, tell her, your favorite color is yellow. And he's like, what? He said, yeah, that's what you're going to do. And he goes to the prayer meeting and he doesn't see anybody. While the meeting is ending, a lady walked in and God said, that's the lady. And he walked up to her. Um, okay, so the Lord said, I should say to you. <laughs> yeah, I know you're wearing yellow. <laughs> he said, the Lord said, I should say to you, your favorite color is yellow. And this woman starts crying. And it's like, why? You really love yellow that much? And she says, no, my favorite color is not even yellow. She said, but I was going to kill myself today. I had made up my mind to commit suicide. And the Lord said, please just give me one more chance. And she said, oh God, okay. I will not kill myself if when I go for that meeting today, somebody walks up to me and says, your favorite color is yellow. So to the one that God gave the word, how do you think he felt? He was like, "Ah, what if our favorite color is not yellow? You know, but he didn't know that that was the code for someone's salvation. We have become a people that that find things like speaking the heart of God, spoken. Holding someone's hand and just saying, you know, the Lord is speaking blessings over you. The Lord is, you know, just commanding joy from heaven. I see him rejoicing over you. The Bible says when you come together, everybody should come with something. Come with a hymn. Come with a song. Come with a psalm. Come with a prophecy. Come with something. We come with nothing. You come with nothing. Why do you gather with nothing? Let your heart be revived. I know we need to end right now. But let your heart be revived. Let your spirit be quickened, because we are the generation. We are the ones. We are the ones. And so, I'm not talking about the raising of a spooky people. I'm talking about the raising of a people who know the heart of God. He's your father now. He's your father. He's your father. You know him, the way he thinks. Communicate it to people. Walk up to a sinner. And tell him what God thinks about him. Walk up to people and share the love of God. If we cannot connect with heaven, then we cannot bring heaven to the earth. Don't sit down anymore. Don't tell yourself anymore, wait for the pastor. You are the pastor. There are people waiting for you. You are the one that is the light of the world. You are the one that is going to shine the intentions of heaven to the earth. You are the one that will bring to this generation a fresh fire. One that has never been seen. One that has never been felt before. You are the one that is going to pull swords out of people's destinies. Out of people's stomachs. You are the one that God has anointed deliverer for our time. You are the one that God has called to be the liberator. You are the one that carries a word of encouragement. A word of strengthening. You are the one that Jesus has anointed. Come on somebody. Can you hunger today? Can you cry out to God? And tell him Lord I want more of you. Tell him God I want more. Tell him God I desire to understand. My life began to change the day I told God. God I surrender to the supernatural. I surrender to the workings of your spirit. I want to make whatever is your world, my world. Don't hide anything from me, God. If it exists in heaven, then I want it to exist in my life. If it is normal in heaven, then I want it to be normal in my life.
0: I want the signs to follow me. Come on, pray, pray. Don't look at me. I want the signs to follow me. I want to be an example of a believer. I want to be a true representation of the kingdom. If the Bible says I will do greater works, and I want to do greater works. God, where are the greater works? I want to take responsibility for my gifting. I want to take responsibility for my calling. I want to indeed become a prophetic woman. I want to become a prophetic man. I want men and women to walk into rooms where I am and they feel the power of God. I want to be able to take over the space and take over the atmosphere. Lord, teach me how to be conscious about my environment. Teach me how to be conscious about the hearts of people. Teach me how to discern the thoughts and the intents of the hearts of men. Help me to be able to understand God. Father, let my heart be filled with love. Let my heart be filled with a deep desire for you, O God, and for people. Let me hunger and thirst for righteousness. Let me cry out, O God. I want more oh God, I want more oh God, I want more oh God Jesus I desire endlessly spiritual gifts If there is anything Lord that you have for me I want it Let it rain on me oh God It says the wise soul was chasing after his father's donkeys That Samuel found him And Samuel began to tell him That I am going to tell you, you are going to become a king. And Saul said to him, it cannot be me. And Samuel said to him, is it not already in your heart? When you walk in a prophetic, you are telling people stuff that God has already placed in your heart. That they've been too afraid to accept, too afraid to walk in and so while you are busy chasing donkeys the lord wants to make you a king while you're busy running out at donkeys the lord is calling you to a prophetic life he's calling you to a deeper realm he's calling you unto kingship oh father i see the lord unlocking people today i see the lord unlocking people today you are going to become radical In the next couple of weeks, your spiritual life is about to change. Your worship life is about to change. Your dreams are about to be invaded by the Spirit of the Living God. I hear the Lord saying. I hear the Lord saying that the oppressed is about to become the oppressor. I hear the Lord saying that the one that was suppressed and put under is about to suppress the kingdom of darkness. I hear the Lord saying that is about to cause the oil of royalty to spring out of some people in this place. Your life is about to take a sharp turn. Your life is about to take a sharp turn in the realm of the spirit. Submit to God. Submit to God. Submit to God. agreement with the pastors in the house and in agreement with every one of us today we agree together that the tribe becomes a prophetic hope for God we agree together that the spirit of God and the move of the spirit is unhindered in this place Today we agree together that the tribe becomes the gateway of heaven. We agree with God and with the angels of this commission that we are fine with seemingly spooky and ridiculous manifestations of God. We agree that the Holy Spirit is honored in this place. We say have your way. Take your seats, Master. In this church, in this house, in this place. And raise a breed of prophets out of this house. Raise a breed of people who see and hear and understand the mind of God in this house. We agree today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.